0: Shortly after four o'clock this morning, I spoke to President Zelensky of Ukraine to offer the continued support of the UK. Our children draw swooping rockets, not shooting stars. Over 400 children have been injured and 153 children died. The idea that turns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose. Enough, 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 Breaking news and the World Health Organization has just released a report estimating that 15 million deaths occurred globally due to the pandemic around triple the current estimates. Vive la République! Et vive la France! This is now a Global North Greenwash Festival. A two week long celebration of business as usual and blah, blah, blah. Hi everyone and welcome back to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party, that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. The race to replace Boris Johnson has begun after the British Prime Minister quit on Thursday morning following a dramatic few days that saw his authority collapse. Conservative MPs who have thrown their hat in the ring so far include Chancellor of the Exchequer Nadeem Zahawi, Transport Secretary Grant Shapps, former Chancellor Rishi Sunak, former Health Secretaries Sajid Javid and Jeremy Hunt, Attorney General Suela Braverman, former Qualities Minister Kemi Badenoch and Chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee Tom Tugendhat. Boris Johnson's resignation came after two days of mass departures. Nearly 60 Conservative ministers at both senior and junior levels from across the government quit their roles on following shock resignations from Health Secretary Sajid Javid and Chancellor Rishi Sunak, both seen as essential to Boris's cabinet. The mass resignations raised doubts about the government's ability to function and, despite initially refusing to resign, ultimately forced Boris Johnson's hand. Nevertheless, Boris plans to stay on as PM until a new successor is found in the autumn, although many colleagues and opposition politicians want him to leave now. Following his resignation, crowds gathered outside Downing Street to boo Boris Johnson as he made his resignation speech. Boris Johnson's premiership has been plagued by scandals. From illegal lockdown parties to, most recently, handing a plum job to a colleague he knew he was under investigation for sexual misconduct. And next. I have uh, spent the last 17 years in my own prison for what she, Jeffrey and all the co-conspirators did to me. I was raped repeatedly. I was raped three times a day sometimes. And I was not the only girl on that island. There was a constant stream of girls being raped over and over and over again. And yes, Lane must die in prison because I've been in hell and back the last 17 years. Ghislaine Maxwell has appealed against her child sex trafficking conviction and the 20-year prison term she was handed by a US judge last month. Maxwell, 60, was convicted in December of recruiting and trafficking four teenage girls for abuse by her then-boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein took his own life in a New York jail cell in 2019 while awaiting his own trial. Maxwell's appeals process was expected and will likely last several months. During her trial, her lawyers argued that she was being scapegoated for Epstein's crimes, calling her friendship with the financer the biggest mistake of her life. Controversially, Ghislaine's lawyers spoke out blaming the court of public opinion for vilifying Ghislaine, arguing that she will appeal. Our client, Ghislaine Maxwell, has been vilified, pilloried, and it left little room for her to be treated fairly because even before she stepped forward into this courthouse, she was being tried and convicted in the court of public opinion. Glenn will appeal this case, and we are confident that she will prevail on appeal. Judge Allison J. Nathan rejected attempts to throw out the case including after Maxwell's lawyers argued that one juror had failed to inform the court that he had been abused as a child. She also rejected arguments that Maxwell had not been allowed to prepare adequately for her trial and that prosecutors had waited too long to bring her case against her. We'll be back with a third story from the world this week after this short break. Every day we read or hear news reports of anger, distrust and division. America is deeply polarised. On Let's Find Common Ground, listen to the opposite. Remarkable, innovative people who are working to bridge differences and reach an understanding with those who see the world differently than they do. You'll hear from politicians, scholars, activists, journalists and everyday people. They share their personal stories about finding common ground on race, the environment, criminal justice reform and many other controversial topics. New podcast episodes are released every two weeks. Join hosts Richard Davies and Ashley Milne-Tight for Let's Find Common Ground. Find every episode on commongroundcommittee.org podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's commongroundcommittee.org slash podcasts. Idlib province is outside the control of the Syrian regime. It's in the hands of Hayat Tahrir al-Sham, a jihadist alliance. The millions who live here have been displaced from their homes for years. They depend on around a 1,000 UN trucks a month that travel across the border from Turkey. Inside, rice, lentils, and cooking oil, along with shelters and medicine. Today, a vote at the UN Security Council will decide whether this single remaining aid route stays open. Russia has threatened to veto a UN Secretary Council resolution reauthorizing cross-border deliveries of vital aid into opposition held northwestern Syria. The closure of the last route from Turkey would immediately put more than 3 million people at risk of starvation. The UN says the number of Syrians in need is higher now than at any point during the 11-year civil war as the toxic mix of years of fighting, the COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine have devastated the country's economy. The World Food Programme, WFP, says the cost of food has risen by 800% in just two years. The BBC reported that families are having to scramble for whatever food, um Ali, a mother of seven children, said she has to carefully boil a pot of water to cook dinner for her family. She feeds the fire with scraps of cardboard and rubbish, whatever she can find to keep the flames going. The meal she makes is small and basic, because here at the Al Sadakar camp, in the Idlib countryside, supplies are scarce. She's thankful for the food aid she receives, but even that isn't enough of course we consider it something important and crucial because we don't have money nor work to secure food here there's no work for my kids or for my husband here so you're all caught up that's where we are in the world this week be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.